Hi, everyone. I'm here with uh, Mark Opperman, who's the uh, co-founder and director of uh, Webio, which is a converse conversational AI and messaging company. Um, welcome, Mark. It's uh, great, great, great to chat with you. Thanks very Thanks, much for Chris. joining us. Not um, a problem at all. So, so I suppose we, we were chatting a little bit before around, um, you know, what the impact's been on COVID. And so what, what have you seen from a, from a COVID pandemic point of view with, with your business and your, your clients, really? Yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, a lot of our clients are, um, let's say, B2C. So they would have a lot of consumers. Um, primarily, we focus in on credit collections and payments. So really, the whole range of credit, um, the whole range of collections, and then obviously payments as well. And one of the biggest things that we've seen was at the start of the pandemic, um, it took a, a week or two for the whole ramifications to kick in uh, and then obviously there was all talk about uh, payment breaks payment holidays rescheduling all those type of things that actually um, really challenged uh, a lot of our uh, customers about how they were going to do do this mm -hmm. and actually um, one of the the biggest takeaways that I've seen has been the um, the the whole growth in automation um and uh, you know the gosh it, you you talk about all these things of what's possible and what have you as a technology business you're always trying to uh, i'm going to say educate people to say this is what you can do and uh, and most times people nod their heads and go gosh here we go mm. here's the sales pitch again um and you know sometimes that that is the case but actually i think what um a lot of people found that they actually were in a position where they needed to contact all their customer base almost immediately needed to do quite a complex uh, interaction with them in a conversation. Um, and uh, to be frank, the only way was going to be automation. Um, and that has been, uh, I have to say, a huge, huge success um, that, um, you know, clients reporting back to me that, you know, 70% engagement on that sort of, um, let's call it chatbot, um, chatbot on the back of an SMS uh, conversation. Um, so if there was one takeaway um, uh, that for me stands out more than anything else was um, the, the, the level of automation that people, I'm gonna say were forced into, mm -hmm. um, but actually, they were forced into it and now they're sort of going, gosh, mm, this is actually quite good. Um, so it's it's a, a strange turnaround in many regards. So I remember sort of day one in the in the, in the pandemic. I mean, we, we were all sort of like everyone was trying to get off site and those kind of things. And, we, you know, there, there was definitely conversations around what would would telephone conversations continue? Right. So would outbound dialer kind of continue? And yeah. I, I don't know if that it, did you see much of that in terms of like using your technology to re, re, to replace outbound like face to face kind of kind of or, oh, uh, speech to speech conversation? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll give you an example. Uh, one of our uh, customers, and it was only actually only on a uh, one of um, a webinar there quite recently uh, that we had uh, two of our clients on, uh, and one of them was talking. Uh, Oplo was the, uh, the 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 brand. They were talking about um, reaching out to their customers and doing it by phone. And mm -hmm. the conversation that was needed on the phone typically was taking about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but what they could do is they could nearly do the same via messaging um, and automated, um, and the whole thing could have been uh, completed in in about two minutes. So mm. from a resource point of view, um, uh, that that was possible. Also, what we've seen is that um, 
you know, most of the newer technologies, um, they're all sort of cloud based and more and more uh, people are looking at that whole cloud versus on premise. Mm. And I think that had been um, uh, again, that's going to be an accelerant that people will realize actually more times than not. It's not in every instance, but cloud does mean um, and I, you know, I'm speaking from experience on our own technology that actually uh, remote working is a lot easier. Um, so uh, rather than having one instance and everybody connected directly, um, you know, uh, that we've had instances where um, three, four hundred agents are in their kitchens um, and away they go from there. One of the other interesting things, just a quick point on that, uh, voice um, is. Um, uh, you know, it's it's a very resource intensive um, and uh, it was a case of where what they've noticed as well is that the quality of the conversations were as good because it was um, digital textual based going back and forth and um, the, the dog barking in the background and uh, music going on and um, the, the agents, it didn't actually worry. Uh, so it was one of the, uh, you know, these side effects that people echo. Oh, gosh, that's really good. Um, so it was one of those things you don't plan for, but um, you realize, gosh, that's a that's an interesting side effect. So um, that was just one small aside. Yeah. So so you raise an interesting point around cloud. So I mean, so cloud's been sort of like building for a long time, and we've always been talking about you know software as a service, and like the, the cloud was 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 a big thing a while ago. I mean, do you think this is? I know it's been building over time, but do you think this has been a turning point in terms of getting more people on the cloud? And it's just like it's because it's been a necessity, like being able to stand up things quickly. I mean, that's there's been a real differentiator I thought between like people who are ready for it, but people who weren't. And that's been a bit of a differentiator in terms of the speed of getting people, getting services back up and running. I mean, do you think it's a, it's been a like a, a moment for, for cloud-based services with, oh, the, with the pandemic? Absolutely. Let me yeah. tell you, um, from talking with different clients and knowing the, the technologies that support their businesses, um, uh, it is a case of where I've seen firsthand the people with the cloud-based or mm. mostly cloud-based systems that they were um, extremely adapt at changing. Um, and also, it's not so much that most systems, oh yeah, you can dial in from home um, and they've tested it and they've mm. tested 10 people dialing in from home. They haven't tested 300 agents dialing in from mm. home um, where cloud can naturally do that a lot better and it's easier. Mm. So absolutely, um, I've seen people adapt in a couple of days versus some other clients that it actually did take a number of weeks. Mm. Um, uh, so, but, and it's funny, cloud, uh, you know, an overnight success um, after how many years? Six, seven, yeah, 10 man. years. Uh, it was called, what was it? It was hosted, it was this, it was that. Um, and now it's just rebranded and it's cloud uh, and it's sexy. So, um, you know, it has been there for a long time, but absolutely, I think um, more and more people would be looking at that to say, um, uh, taking the learnings that we've had over the past seven, eight months, um, I think that is going to feature in a lot more um, decision making. So we talked a bit about cloud and you know how that's it, how the the pandemic has, has sort of changed has, has changed the people's adoption of it. What about customer contact? I mean, so I, you know, I think I think all of us through the pandemic, we've all been forced to use digital channels. We've all been forced to use mobiles. Yeah. We've all been forced yeah. to interact in a different way. Yeah. Have you seen any of that in terms of like adoption of adoption of adoption of new technology? And what do you think is going to happen in the future? 
Um, the genie's out of the bottle. Mm. Uh, absolutely. Let me give you an example. Uh, again, uh, I mentioned uh, a recent um, webinar. One of our um, one of our clients, Snap Finance. Mm. Um, they had um, uh, Jonathan Booker uh, was giving us the details there of pre-COVID. Um, mm. They were 60% dialer, 40% uh, field agents. They flipped that completely on their head. It's 60% mm. digital messaging, 20% dialer, 20% field agents. Right. Um, and it's a case of where um, you're not going back to the way it was because they're engaging with more people. Um, they, their, their digital messaging, uh, the feedback is that it's a, a 3x when it comes to engagement versus the dialer, um, and it, it can do so much more. So I genuinely believe the genie's out of the bottle. Um, and if you look even like, uh, gosh, WhatsApp, um, it's something like about 15 to 20% increase on traffic mm. over the past, and that's just one channel. Every single channel, everybody is, um, you know, sort of uh, um, sort of using their mobile uh, more and more. The average um, mobile usage um, in 2019 um, was, uh, I think it was a little over three hours, 10 minutes. Um, and that had been gone up from about two hours, 40 the previous year. Mm. Um, so I could imagine uh, 2020, um, it's just going to go up through the roof. What about, we were laughing just before we started here about the the. the the sheer number of channels you've got to have. So there's, ah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's SMS, there's WhatsApp, there's uh, yep. Messenger. Uh, I've got to look at my emails today, I, every day. I've got to look Teams. at Slack, Slack. I've got to look at Teams. Yep. Like, we're just like this proliferation of stuff. Like, like, I mean, like, yep. there's a million ways of getting hold of each other. Um, what, what, what you've seen with that and how do you think that will change? Because um, the same is true for customers as well. I mean, there's a million ways of getting hold of people now. Yeah, there is. And uh, that's going to be the challenge for um, uh, companies um, because the whole conversational messaging is um, it is here. It's here mm. to stay. It's the quickest growing channel for a lot of the businesses that we engage with and actually proving to be, um, I'm going to say, the most effective um, and also the most efficient. Um, but uh, you're absolutely right. Um, there is a proliferation of so many channels. Quite frankly, it's hard to keep track of. Now, I would say uh, sometimes there's a lot of different channels that aren't suitable for business. And there's also a lot of channels out there that aren't open for business as well. So mm. there isn't an open API. So you can't really connect uh, from a business uh, perspective. Um, so, you know, the, the ones that really um, today are um, sort of quite big, would be, and I'm talking about the growth ones, would be the likes of um, WhatsApp is huge. That's mm -hmm. our quickest growing channel by, by far. And if you look at that, and I always, when I um, talk about this, I, I, I restate the same numbers and people sometimes, it takes a while to sink in. There's 1.7 billion users on WhatsApp mm -hmm. uh, at the moment, sending a little over 70 billion messages a day. That's over 40 messages per person per day, just in one channel. So mm. people are spending a huge amount of time just in that channel alone. Um, and there is sort of a bit of a disconnect between that channel and business today. But with, with WhatsApp business, that is now really, uh, as I say, uh, addressing that. And we're seeing huge growth um, in that uh, area. The other ones that I think the, that we'll see a lot of growth in would be the likes of um, RCS. That's... Um, the sort of the uh, Android content, operating yeah. system um, uh, and then Apple business chat. 
and you can mm. nearly sort of lump the two of them together. They're sort of the, um, if you were to design SMS today, that's what it would, it would look like. Mm. So it is the next version of SMS. They're going to be native on most phones already. So it's just a matter of the network rolling them out. So, mm. um, but just a quick one on that. If you look at other areas and the future, it's already here, Chris. Mm. It's already here, but it just happens to be in China. Yeah. So if you look at WeChat in China, that does, it's uh, ubiquitous. It does everything for everybody from their currency to QR codes for paying stuff, dating apps, um, booking flights. It just, it does everything. Even any new business, if they're not on WeChat, um, there's no real, no real um, sort of potential for, for their success. So mm. that's where I think a lot of these, um, say, Western platforms are looking enviously at WeChat saying that's what we want to be. The likes of Facebook and all these people, they're wanting to see um, uh, their net, their, their platforms um, do all of these things. Uh, and, uh, you know, that will be taking a lot more of our, being involved in a lot more of our lives in the future. So so if you just say like, here are the top five channels that people have got to think about, yep. you know, um, you know, you know, telephones going down, but like these are the top five channels we've got to think about. What, what would you say they are? So it's like SMS, then, uh, you know, WhatsApp. I mean, what, what, what are the top five? OK, um, I'm going to actually start with one that you probably wouldn't think I would start with, but I would have to say telephone. That's still the predominant channel for most people out there. So me saying, oh, don't worry about. It. So today, telephone is probably still um, the biggest chunk of that. Mm -hmm. um, then I'm going to talk about primarily, let's talk about, say, um, the UK and Irish markets. That would be SMS. And again, that's purely driven by um, uh, SMS in the UK uh, is about a third the price of what it would be in mainland Europe. Um, mm. Then you have WhatsApp. Um, then the likes of um, um, uh, Viber, um, mm -hmm. Messenger, um, RCS and Apple Business Chat. And those last two, RCS and Apple Business Chat, I think they're going to move um, very much into um, competing with WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. um, and that probably we're going, we're going to see that happen um, uh, during 2021 when mm -hmm. there's just a lot more adoption um, and uh, there's still a little bit of, should we say, sorting out of the um, regulations around RCS. There's different versions of it. Um, and until the manufacturers come together, there's one uniform. It's standard for everybody. The minute that happens, it's going to take off uh, like a rocket. Yeah. So, so the message is, don't forget about your, your telephone telephony center yet, but still, still, still super important. But you've got these other channels that are coming yep. in, and you've got to get ready for it, right? So. I listen. I, I'd be, I'd be silly. Much that look, I, our business is all about the messaging, but um, you know, I, from a market point of view, um, uh, neglecting the biggest chunk that people do today, um, mm. it would be silly. Now, what I'm saying is that you do need to, um, the over predominance that a lot of people in the collections. Uh, and payments world have on uh, the phone uh, is incorrect. It's about getting mm. the balance right because actually there's huge benefits um, by blending those activities together, both your phone and that whole um, conversational messaging. There's a mm. lot to be gained from from there. And so one one of the benefits we chatted about with particularly with messaging is right getting hold of people who might not have 
you know picked up the phone um, and getting out into new demographics. So yeah, and so so that's that seems like that's a big benefit of getting new contacts and getting getting hold of people and really helping people earlier. Yeah. But do you think the demographics has changed as a result of lockdown? Do you think it's going to change that it becomes more prevalent? I, do you know what? Um, everybody always assumes that um, uh, you know older people don't text or WhatsApp and what have mm. you. Um, that's not the case. Um, um, and um, my 84 year old mother um, uh, WhatsApps me all the time. Um, um, some funny jokes, some important information. So the idea of old people don't use technology, that's a myth. Um, now, what I would say is that when you look at, um, and I'll use my mother as an example, somebody older, and I'm gonna say older with 50 plus, they'll have a lot more comfort um, mm. using the telephone as a means of communication. You know, they, they didn't grow up in the digital, you know, they're not a digital native. Um, but if you look at somebody, say, um, 35 or even 40 and below, I've been in um, uh, situations where I'll just pick up the phone and give them a quick call. <gasps> I don't know about that and what have you. Yeah. And, you know, 25 year olds where they're very sensible. Uh, gosh, they come across as very clever people. But actually, it's just nearly a reluctance that um, I'm not used to the phone as much as, say, somebody else. Yeah. So that is why um, you're seeing such an acceleration in the whole digital uh, messaging, uh, sort of, you know, mobile adoption. Um, so it's not so much older people don't um, use it, but they will um, they will be as comfortable um, and probably more comfortable on the phone. So I never like to write off um, say, oh, 50 and above or 60 and above, forget about them. You actually will still uh, engage. Um, just on that whole engagement thing, what we've seen, um, and again, this goes back to the channel thing. And, so, uh, and look, uh, it, it is a challenge for businesses. The more channels that you open up and let your customers engage with you on, mm. the more engagement you will get. But it's mm. about managing all those channels. That's where the real, the, the real pain, let's say, comes in to say, how do you have all these channels working side by side and how are they all feeding into um, the, the business in a coordinated manner? That's that's the challenge. Well, it's been great through lockdown just around demographics in terms of like how we've all got become much more digital savvy. I mean, like all of the memes and the jokes that have come through on like on the rich text messaging and those kind of things. Yeah. It's been hilarious, yeah. isn't it? So, uh, yeah. you know, and I think some of that stuff will translate into the, the contact environment as well, essentially. Yeah. Um, just talk uh, a little bit about chatbots. I want to talk a yeah. bit about chatbots. So with chatbots, you know, you've got, you know, that's, that's, you've got this two-way, SMS was always sort of like one way for the longest time. You've got this, this two-way interaction going on and that could sort yep. of like lead into things like chatbots. Um, where do you think we sit with the evolution of chatbots and sort of the adoption of chatbots, um, particularly in collections, but more, more generally as well? Okay, well, um, let's, uh, let's start with more generally to start with. Mm. I think, you know, as ever, um, uh, new technology like this that has the potential to be, you know, revolutionary and transformational in mm. so many aspects of our lives and the way that we engage with any business, um, invariably they're overhyped. Mm. Invariably, it's underdelivered, um, and uh, it starts with a big um, fanfare. Uh, it's all a bit disappointing, and then gradually it builds up to be, uh, gosh, it's mm. it's it's the norm. And I think we're 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 on that cycle of getting 
uh, we've gone through the you know dis disappointments and we're, we're we're going back on the curve uh, to get there now there's a number of things i would say there is that there's still a long way to go for the emotional ai responses to be able to be generated to ensure that actually mm. um that the let's call it the chatbot is able to um uh, have and automate a full conversation end to end and in particular in the collections world where mm. there is so many Complex. softer skills that is needed from the agent um uh, rather than just it's just a transactional type thing so transactional things are, are uh, and if you were to look at a um say a, a, a collections conversation there are some super easy parts to um uh, automate um the id and balance, v, or, yeah. uh, balance all these type of things yeah and you know sort of the the chatbot uh, can do all that and really um and there is a difference between a chatbot and automation so automation would be where you can automate stuff like um uh, you know a date of birth a postcode and there's no real clever technology um and sometimes you know uh people make it look superb but mm. it, it's quite basic um sort of the chatbot would be where people are starting to put unstructured sentences sending them into a business and the the, the objective of the technology chatbot ai whatever you want to call it is to understand what that person meant by what they said mm. and actually um, if you were to say um, you need to ask a question, so you give a little slip of paper to 40 people and you go, you need to ask a particular question of the person in the corner and they all go over and take a turn. Everybody from their walk of life, from their age, from their life experiences, they're all going to ask um, the question differently. So, um, you know, things get asked in lots of different ways and people say a lot of different things. And that really is where um, you know, automation and AI and chatbots. It's about having that ability to understand what somebody wants. Because the minute you want understand what they actually want, it's very easy then to say actually what they're looking for is a balance. Ah, they want to pay. Oh, they need this piece of information. So to understand what they want is key, so that you know actually what the the, be the best next step is. Mm. Um, and uh, the better you do that. Um, you know, the, the greater the customer experience and also the greater the capability of the chatbot. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, there is a long way to go, but I'd have to say there are some great use case examples uh, at the moment. I'll give you one example. One of our, our clients um, sort of very large online retail um, and within three months on the financial services side, they went from zero automation to 40% of their conversations was being managed I'm going to say by automation, it's a blend of automation, it's a blend of the chatbot, the two bits coming together, but 40% didn't involve the agent. Mm. Um, now it got handed over to the agent after the ID and V, after the postcode uh, and one or, one or two other things it was handling as well, but that got built up. Um, so, you know, that's actually a sensible number, 40% of your conversations being managed that there's no agent involvement. So it, it, that was a good win for them. So, so it seems like this this sort of like blend of sort of chatbots, human interaction, seems like it's kind of the way to go. I mean, I, mean, I, I love the idea of 
you know, chatbots and, and using sort of like text or, you know, like textual type um, type tools to be able to interact yep. with people, particularly from an evidencing point of view. So yep. you can, you, and people like to read those things. You can read fast and you can explain it. If you go into the, ter- the T's and C's, it's easier to read it than hear it on the phone. Yep. And you sort of like that sort of like blend between that, albeit with some soft skills, yep. um, uh, which you get through the human interactions, which is what we all do, yep. right? So yeah, it seems, that yeah. seems like the, the way to kind of go, really. Yeah. It's funny, actually, because what you see is that when um, you uh, engage or when somebody engages with a business and uh, there is this big debate, um, mm-hmm. do you respond to say, hi, I'm a so-and-so chatbot, or mm-hmm. do you just respond to say, hi, I'm Mark, or is it mark the um uh the the chatbot of the company yeah. and there's a big debate to say which one do you go for um and the sort of it's nearly sort of god why did we go to all this trouble um yeah. when you actually put up mark hi i'm mark the chatbot to help the virtual assistant to help you um you will find people's uh responses are a lot more structured mm-hmm. than when you don't say That's interesting but yeah. actually the, the quality of conversation is better on the other side mm. versus when you say, hi, I'm the virtual assistant. So mm. it, it's, 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 gosh, it's a win one side and it's a win the other. It's trying to get that in the middle is the, is the, is the magic, uh, is the magic place. Just think back to when you were a kid, right? And uh, did you have those computer programs we used to go in and use to like, you know, the very early sort of like uh, AI <laughs> yeah. uh, back on, back in your old sort of Vic 20 or Commodore or uh, Spectrum it would be. And like, yeah. and it was going back. Yeah. you think about where we've come to since then, oh. I mean, just like how much difference it was, right? Yeah. Um, but even the like, I pick up my phone. Yeah. It's not. It's. I think it's two or three years old. Um. But even the power in this thing, uh, you know, gosh, it like how many of those computers would you? So it, it's incredible how far we've come along. And uh, you know, there there's a lot more. There's a lot more road to travel as well. I would say. Well, what about investments? Um, are you seeing a change in the in like the investment cycle over the last sort of like six months? I mean, certainly. You know, pre-COVID, I mean, collections, particularly collections, always been a tough environment to get investment yep. funds for. Yeah. And then we sort of went through this sort of like COVID crash almost. And it was like, well, we and, and you know, definitely those investments really help us get out of, a, you know, a, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a difficult situation. And technology definitely, definitely helped. And so investments sort of came a little bit easier. I'm, I'm kind of interested to, just to hear a little bit around what's happening now. What are you seeing now is is back to normal coming back or is there still investment or do you think the whole thing will sort of carry on and change yeah there's definitely more of um there's more conversations happening now Mm. about investment no two ways about it Mm. Uh, and i think it's actually on the back of some of the things i've mentioned earlier i think a lot of um there has been recognition that automation that Mm. um we actually need to do things different Mm. um because uh you know sometimes it does take such a cataclysmic event like the pandemic to mm. really shake things up and and uh, get people out of their, their mm. comfort zone and i think that is where so i think for if i was to take the first and i'm going to break it up um say uh, over the last eight months i'm going to break it up in two parts the first four months were the firefighting um, it went from oh my god oh my god oh my god and we're getting the business back and and mm. they're operating maybe at a lower level because they're not out um uh, taking payments and what have you and really over the past four months it's that you know getting used to change and getting back into um sort of the the, the adoption of and definitely i've seen more people are now both willing um uh, emotionally 
and mentally to engage with this, mm. but also um, the the amount of projects is definitely more evident now. So uh, I think there is, um, and it's slowly people are getting to um, to the understanding that actually, um, you know, as the government um, uh, help incentives schemes as they start to peter out um it will be a case of where and i think it's going to be uh, next year uh, mm. before there is that you know uh, and it's being called that tsunami of debt mm. uh, and actually you know people are getting to grips with that to say look um we know how badly we were affected previously um by the change how are we going to be fit for mm. um uh, 2021 so definitely i've seen uh, a lot more willingness um, and people in the sometimes you could be given away tenors for a fiver um, and somebody goes too busy, too busy, too busy. Uh, where now actually they're saying, no, tell me, I'm mm. actually wanting to know about this now. Yeah. So I think there's been a, a, a complete sea change there. Yeah, well, it's interesting. It's going to be a really interesting journey the next few years, I, I do think. Um, it's almost like all the chips have been thrown up and they're going to land in a different way. Yeah. Um, so I think we're, I mean, we're seeing some some really big changes, I think, um, you know, and I think it's interesting from a technical point of view, particularly a technology point of view in terms of like definitely seeing as an enabler. So. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd absolutely agree. To, yeah. And you know what? It That will be as well. Um, there will be a lot of, uh, and I think we haven't seen it yet, but I think the landscape out there from retail to collections to, I think it's it's going to affect every business. There mm. will be a lot of amalgamations. There will be a lot of mergers. There'll be lots of, so, you know, two, three years down the road, I, I think the, the, the marketplace that we all operate in will be fundamentally different. Mm. Well, Mark, thank you very much. Fascinating as ever. Uh, it's always good to chat with you. Um, so thanks very much and uh, no really great insight. So uh, really appreciated making the time. Great. Thanks, Chris. Hope okay. we talk again soon. Okay. Bye -bye. Speak to you soon. See you. Bye. Bye.